You're listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy baseball experts Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meany. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to On Deck right here on the LineStar app. It's me, it's Chris Meany, and boys and girls, the streak is alive. Oh, the home run call streak. It is on fire. You know, I joked yesterday, Chris, that uh, because I was so full of myself, and because I was uh, basically, you know, patting myself on the back everywhere that I would probably look horrible and probably miss out on the home run call. But no, it was not to be. Chris Meany, chalk it up, baby. Get another one on the board for Joey P, the home run calls. I think that's six out of eight. I think that I think that's the streak right now. Man, you, you, <laughs> this is unreal. Home runs. Home <laughs> runs. Home runs. Yeah, not hits. Home <laughs> runs. Yeah, that's right. Anthony Rendon yesterday for you, right? He had a really good day. I mean, he he scored twice. He, he I mean, he got on base four times with that home run too. Like, yeah, I mean, you were just you're hot fire. You gotta head down to the store, grab the lottery I ticket, know. pick I, your I numbers, should. do something. And I mean, I should have been in on that. I'm I'm mad at myself because I sh- I was in on the Alonzo prop home run call and I was like, Oh yeah, this is great. And then yesterday it just kind of over it just like went over my head had to go find a Rendon one but yeah man you have been crushing it and let's do it again let's do it again I mean there's a lot of pressure on me (laughs) now I know what like Steph Curry and those kind of guys like now I understand what it's like to be in their shoes and so much money so much attention so much media speculation too it's very hard TMZ is waiting outside my house it's a lot it's a lot to take in but that's okay because right here on the line star app we have got you covered on on deck today and uh, we're always going to go backwards. So let, let's start with yesterday and recap what we got right, what we got wrong, because we're the show that actually will tell you, yeah, sometimes we're wrong. We're right a whole lot more, I think, as we just proved. But, yeah. you know, there's nothing worse than especially a DFS show because, you know, the ego of most DFS shows is we're never wrong, nothing ever, everything goes our way. All I do is win every single thing I'm ever in. No, it's we not are true. all millionaires. Yeah, we're all millionaires now. You know, just, doing show this, you the, just doing this yeah, for fun, yeah. They'll show you when they win 50K, but you don't know if that still means they're 100K in the red. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's a big difference no of all that stuff. We're here to have fun, talk baseball, and get you playing DFS, and that's what we're all about over here. And, uh, look, let's start with what we got wrong, which is Patrick Corbin, which, I mean, you know, Look, everything pointed to Patrick Corbin owning the Mets yet again. The Mets are infuriating, Chris, because every time they're supposed to win, they lose. And every time they're supposed to lose, they win. They're the worst. I hate them. And, yes, they are my team. I'm really frustrated with the Mets. Only only a Mets fan would be angry when they win, right? I mean, (laughs) I'm just angry. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I get like that with the Angels, too. It's like, you know, they're not going anywhere. And when you bet against them or you're in against them or or you're in for them, you think that they're going to have a decent day and they don't. It's just like, okay, you can't figure out this team at all. But, yeah, it was very frustrating yesterday because, you know, from a betting standpoint, eight for nine. And I really didn't have a successful day being eight for nine. And you would think, like, why wouldn't you? Because I had Washington everywhere. I had them by two. I had them to win the ball game. I had them to get to five runs. They could only get to three. And right off the get-go, I mean, Rosario goes deep. Alonzo goes deep right in the first. And then you just knew you were in trouble. It was like, okay, the Mets didn't score a run at all on Saturday or Sunday in Miami. And they got two solo shots in the first inning off Corbin. This is going to be fun. So it is. It's one of those days. 
you know, we learn from it. And maybe the big takeaway is when you face a pitcher four times already in like eight, nine starts or a team rather, like that was the fourth time playing the Mets. We talked about Hap, the fourth time playing the Orioles. Didn't work out for him again yesterday. He struggled off the hop. We have another team here today, a pitcher going up against a team for like the fourth time too. So maybe that's the big takeaway is, is once you see a team so many times in a row, it, I mean, they could well, have I mean, that's probably the logical answer for it. You know, it's, uh, it's funny, too, the rumblings going on there around Queens about Mickey Calloway's job and all that, and that starts to creep up. You know, players start to get a little fire under them sometimes, or managers start to light fires under the players. Right. Yeah, so uh, also, uh, how about those Baltimore Orioles, man? They jumped on Jay Happ. We were very sketch on Happ. We were kind of we like, were. well, it's a guy that really, you know – it, it looks good on paper, but, you know, it's just not something that we really wanted to get into. But we did want the Yankees offense. Now, it took them a while to show up, Chris. But they showed up in the end. They put up 10. Uh, they put up, I mean, nine in the last four innings. So that's really what it was all about. It was looking a little rough there for the first five. And then they exploded. And, you know, six, they got two. Seven, they got two. And then four in the ninth on top of one in the eighth. So uh, the Yankees certainly finally did their job. It took them a while, but they got there. And I'm sorry, Aaron Hicks didn't go yard. But Torres went twice. Sanchez went. I mean, basically, you could know, have picked you, any of those guys, right? Yeah. yeah, it was it was the right-handed bats we were looking at. You're right, Hicks didn't do much, but you know, Torres now is somebody we've been talking about for a week, especially on Fanduel. Great value. I mean, he's on he's on a heck of a run here now. You mentioned he's got a you know a couple home runs yesterday. Um, you know, he had a couple there the other day against Baltimore too. He's got eight against the Orioles this year. <laughs> Just keep that. Yeah. Tremendous. We also talked about some of those guys, the lesser bats on the Texas Rangers, and one of them was who. That's Drupal Cabrera, who went yard not once but twice yesterday. So another good job by and us Odor. on that one. And Odor was – And Odor, who was well. your guy that you wrote up on TQE. So if you're not following Chris, make sure you're following him on Twitter for all of his pieces when they come out everywhere. He writes for a couple different sites. So, uh, again, you know, you put all this information together. You put the Line Star app together with the content from the show and the content that, you know, Chris and I do independently. You're in good shape, man. You're really – you're going to be doing all right. And Soroka, by the way, that was our – guy last night we were just in love and he didn't disappoint came away with the w that era is now sitting at 1.01 chris that is exciting stuff oh my goodness yeah hitters are hitting one like a 159 average against him just oh. again yesterday two hits 7k i believe now what he's he have 12 career starts and it's been one or zero runs in 10 of them it just he's he keeps the ball on the ground he's got strikeout potential yeah he's legit the defense behind him is amazing as well like i mean that could kind of gets yeah, that certainly helps it, and it, it helps. gets offensive support right off the get-go i mean acuna goes yard this is a team that hits lefties well and we saw it yesterday yeah, and, and, you know, I'll tell you, you know, like, give me a fancy rotation of Soroka and Ryu, and I'll show you an undefeated team oh. <laughs> in head-to-head. All right, last but not least, uh, we were both on the Weaver side of the uh, Padres game with Chris Paddock. It was a pitcher's duel. I mean, they, these guys went at it last night, and unfortunately, Weaver came out on the losing end. But, look, no, no, no shame for you, Luke Weaver. Do not hang your head. But Chris Paddock, man, this guy is just relentless. He really is. Uh, he – he shows you why you're paying the premium for him. And we were, we thought there was opportunity. We were right. There was opportunity. The Diamondbacks just couldn't hit Paddock. I mean, uh, everything you could have wanted Weaver to do, he did. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it is what it is. But Chris Paddock, yet again, Chris, he's just showing you every time there's a big spot, that guy shows up. 
Oh man, yeah, he's let to he's yet to allow more than five hits in, in a start. I mean, he, his only bad outing came against the Dodgers, and he allowed three and runs against the Dodgers. Like, and those guys yeah. are just right near the top of every single category, offensive category this season. So yeah, Paddock has been he's been better than I thought. I mean, the hype was definitely there heading into season long drafts. There's I was a little cautious that said maybe he gets shut, and we could see that maybe he goes to the bullpen or they. I mean, for the most part, he just he's just not going deep in the game. So I think they're doing a good job in saving him. But yeah, he. He's been great, Joe. He's been unbelievable all year. All right. So that was Monday. We're going to put that one away, and it's time for Tuesday. It's a new day. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. So let's get after it here. We got Chris Bassett, Trevor Bauer at the 6 o'clock. You got to love those 6 o'clock starts, boy. Certainly make things messy and awkward when you want certain players in there. But you got Trevor Bauer in this one, obviously. It's a good situation here for Bauer. By the way, Matt Olson in this, you know, this, we're talking about the A's. Matt Olson's just breaked since he went back. Another home run for him yesterday, too. This guy's just on fire. Uh, but, look, I mean, it, it's, it's tough to roster any of the A's against Bauer. Bauer, big-time strikeout pitcher, uh, certainly been in control of things. It's, it's, it's one of those things where the, it's tough, and it's tough to get involved in this game because you can see there's a lot of talent in that Oakland lineup. You can see there's a lot of talent with Bauer. It's kind of just flipping a coin and picking a side, and we're not one for that. But let's go over to Domingo Ramon who's all the way on the DraftKings side now at 9.9. That's where Herman has gotten himself up to and built himself up to, which is pretty incredible when you think about it. Taking on David Hess and the Orioles. Uh, look, it, it's a safe play tonight. It's an expensive one, but it's hard to argue, you know, what you're getting out of Herman. He's been better than I thought he would be. Some of the, some of the things that held him back in terms of inefficiently starting to go away, and he's starting to evolve into the pitcher that, you know, I think the Yankees thought they were getting. And I'll tell you what, he's 10K on FanDuel, so there's no respite either place for him. No, there isn't, and the Yankees are huge favorites despite being on the road. They're going to have success offensively against David Hess. Herman has been really good. You're right. I mean, r- really surprising. He keeps the ball on the ground 54% of the time. He's the only, he was the first pitcher to um, to rack up eight wins. So, like, he's been – He's been good, man. He's I'm I'm impressed. I mean, I am too. Getting strikeouts. Well, and yeah. I think we do that. We're always a little skeptical of guys, and then when they start to show out, and we really prove it, and they have a good stretch, and that's why Musgrove was so disappointing to us because we were buying in, and then he had two bad starts in a row, and we were like, "What's happening?" And then he writes the ship last two starts, so it's very very frustrating situation there. You got Aaron Hicks who's discounted three point five on the Fanduel side. Mm-hmm. Kendrick Morales at two point five, and Glaber Torres off the two home runs. Just 3.6. Yeah, he hasn't on the moved at all. Price. Yeah, yeah he, his price hasn't moved at all. And like I said, I mean, he's been hot. I mean, two yesterday against Baltimore, two last week against Baltimore, eight already against this staff. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, the Yankees' bats are, are, are extremely expensive. But if you just look yeah. at Hess, like 57% fly ball rate. I mean, there's a reason he's allowed 14 home runs already. Right. 14 in 40 innings. I mean, he's probably going to allow a couple more. Now, you, like Chris was saying, you got to really pay through the nose, especially on – there's a couple of values on FanDuel and DraftKings. No. Voight's 5-3, Sanchez 5-2, Torres 5-1. Yes. So you really got to figure it out if you want that. If you want those bats in there, it's going to be tricky. Uh, so let's move on here. Zach Eflin and Jose Quintana. Uh, Quintana's pitched very well. And that's another guy, too, that I always was a big fan of. In the last two years, he's just really been disappointing. He was so consistent early in his career with the White Sox. And then you figure, oh, he's going to go to the National League, the Cubs. He thinks things are going to go better. And then they didn't. But it seems to be going back in a good direction now. It's funny to me, he's kind of the underdog in this game from a pricing standpoint. He's just 7.9 on DK. And I see nothing but opportunity there with him. Uh, he's just 7.7 on FanDuel, too. To me, I understand. Look, we were just talking about how the Phillies' bats are starting to wake up, all that stuff. Hurrah, sis, boom, ball, all that stuff. Quintana's pitched good enough. And 
if he can neutralize a guy like Harper in the middle of that lineup, I think he's got a real good shot to win this game. I think so too. And you know, the price blowing is- into 18 miles an hour in. Perfect. I that's mean, a lot the, of, that's a lot of wind. In. <laughs> it is a lot of wind. And yeah, you're right about Quintana. I mean, three or fewer runs in seven of his eight starts this season. He's on a great run. He's playing good teams too. Milwaukee in there, St. Louis at the Dodgers had to go into Cincinnati and, you know, did fine there. And I, I was just a little bit surprised to look at the pricing. I mean, I see Eflin and I see nine, four and Quintana seven, nine. And I'm just like, okay, well, should the Phillies be favored and the Cubs are home favorites. And I, you know, I'm just like, okay, I respect that. So a little bit weird with the pricing. Like, I don't think I mean, nine, four for Eflin is, is, it's just crazy for me. Well, Quintana has the upside. In this the whole match. thing is just weird. It's like the Cubs are home favorites, but the pricing, when yeah. you look at it, it's all shifted over to the to Philly, Philly side, side. Yeah. which is just bizarre. Like, I, I don't understand that at all. It makes no sense to me. No, I don't um, get it either. You know, you got Schwarber at the top of that lineup still. He's still, I still like him. Great value. Still on like things. him. Moderately priced. I think we'd still go that route there. Um, yep. It's just, yeah, it's a very, very strange thing going on there. So I lie on the Jose Quintana side of this one um, yep. in terms of in, ty- in terms of run production, things like that. I mean, the Cubs are are four point four, and the <laughs> and the Vegas is saying three seven for the Phillies, and yet Eflin is you know, nine four nine four. I just it's just so weird. I just I don't yeah. know, man. I don't know. Get on get on that because there's gonna be some weird betting. On that one. <laughs> just, yeah, just don't fully get it. Like Eflin yeah. is has been a contact pitcher most of his career. Uh, he's got a high fly ball rate, forty two percent. I know the wind's blowing in, but. You know, he doesn't strike out a ton of guys. He's, he's, he's kept the walks. Like, he's been, he hasn't been walking a lot of guys. But the ERA is 2.89. The XFIP's flirting with five. So, I mean, he's been pretty lucky to start the year. All right. Herman Marquez on the road, which we always like, against Chris Archer and the Pittsburgh Pirates. This one's in Pittsburgh. Marquez is 9.2 on the DK side, 8.2 on FanDuel. So, you're getting a bit of a discount there. This one's kind of surprising to me because – you know, I understand Colorado's had their struggles, but at the same time, you know, you're you're giving me Marquez on the road at 8.2. That's basically begging for ownership on the FanDuel side. So don't be surprised if he's pretty high up on that board tonight in terms of percentage. Yeah, and, and I like him, and I like Colorado. I actually like the under in this game. I think it's at 8. Uh, Archer's really struggled lately. And, you know, doing a, a Pirates podcast over um, at The Athletic just – listening helping produce i mean they were really talking about archer i mean his who's on that year. is that like sid bream and uh it's steven nesbitt like, and <laughs> yeah mike lavalier like, robert, to think of old, robert yeah. Temple, i think is the, yeah. is the i'm just trying to think of old pirates from the 90s when yeah they were. you're right it, it's a great show it's a great <laughs> name yin's above replacement oh that's awesome that is yeah. that is excellent right off the bat there that is a very good one, and it, like it's, one yeah so robert and steven they have great chemistry but they were talking a lot about chris archer and just the struggle so far this season and they weren't and they and they think this is the key start for him like if he struggles again in this start because his last one he allowed four walks he had 20 pitches in the first and only two strikes and the start before that was three walks so he's walked 16 guys in 30 innings and they think if this start gets out of hand and he's walking guys he could have a stint on the IL. Um, and so I like Colorado to just get on base. Well, and that's the, I'm glad you said that because that's where I'm looking at it too. And when you're talking about just getting on base, there's two guys who stick out and wouldn't you know it in terms of pricing, they are right where you want them to be. Daniel Murphy is just 2.6 oh, man. on FanDuel and David Dahl hitting probably third, I'm guessing tonight is 2.7. Great so value. those are two, again, you're seeing DraftKings yet again, tight offensively. And FanDuel, a lot looser offensively. This is a spot where you can stack Marquez, take Dahl, Murphy, Arenado, 
mm-hmm. or Story, Dahl, Arenado. You could get some kind of combination of those guys on FanDuel and really make it work. It is not difficult to make that lineup happen on FanDuel at all to get in on the Rockies in Pittsburgh. And I, I think there's real opportunity there. And Marquez on the road to somebody I always like. Now let's yeah. move on to another guy I like, another big arm. Uh, the Red Sox put up a lot of runs yesterday. Hopefully that trend continues against Marcus Stroman. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez is 8.9 uh, on the FanDuel side. On the DraftKings side, he is uh, 8.9. So there you go. So it's a solid 8.9 value for Mr. Erod today. Hmm. Uh, and look, Marcus Stroman is at 7.4 on the FanDuel side, 7.3. So basically it's the same on both sides. Um, in terms of looking at this, they beat up on the Blue Jays yesterday. I would expect them to beat up on the Blue Jays pretty decently again today. Big time. The Blue Jay team is just a team in transition as an organization. That's right. Yeah, you know, big time. I think that, that's where it is. So uh, I know Eduardo has disappointed before. If you want to do multi-entries and you're a little afraid of Marquez, I think you could do Marquez in one. You could do Eduardo Rodriguez in another. Kind of, you know, same mold of offense, but just change out the pitcher, do a little differential in tournaments. I think that'll play tonight pretty darn well. Yeah, I would agree with you 100%. Eduardo is somebody we always talk about, and we always say you can't trust him in cash. I mean, he's got strikeout upside. Obviously, the opportunity is is there for a win, and the Jays strike out. I mean, they they have a top five strikeout in baseball 25% of the time. So, you know, you got a good shot at a W here and, you know, a few Ks. So, if he can just limit the damage, he can go a little bit deeper in the ballgame. I like that call. All right, so this guy might be my favorite. I, look, I'm not going to say might. I'm just going to say it. He I, is. I think he might be, yeah, for sure. He's my, he's, my, he's my favorite cash game pitcher of the night, and it's Caleb Smith. I can't believe this, this is it. This yeah. is where we are. Uh, it's against the Tigers, who have just been dreadful offensively. I mean, you look at the names on this. Dewell Lugo, uh, you know, Gordon Beckham. Oh, Jacoby Jones still hanging around, you know, God, it's just Miguel Cabrera, like one home run on the year. Like he's not a yeah. dangerous bat at all anymore. No, he's just not. And it's sad because I, I gave him one more shot because if I'm going to go down in flames with a cheap bat, I'm sure. going to do it with an all time generational talent like Miguel Cabrera. I mean, but the average not... has been there. It's just, I mean, he's, just yeah, not, he's just, you gotta have power power anymore. You gotta have more power. And it's just, I'm sorry. You just yeah. can't do that. Not yes. for the amount of money he's getting paid. It's time to hang him up. 92 but... average in one homer. Yeah. Yeah, and and he's and the same thing happened last year too, and everyone right. panicked because he only hit three home runs in those that limited time. Now everyone's really panicking because we got one home run in even more time, so that's not a good trend. But Caleb Smith, for that reason, it's not that I love the Miami Marlins, but if they can hit Jacob Degrom, why can't they hit Spencer Turnbull? And I know you like Turnbull, but uh, to me, you know, this is probably the one time they're going to see Caleb Smith, and I think that's kind of a tough look. Yeah, I, I do like Turnbull, but I mean, I don't like him from from a fantasy standpoint. But for Turnbull, it's been – I mean, he's yet to allow th- over three runs in a start. He's I had know. nine starts. It's been one – or it's been two or zero and one, two, three, four, five, six straight starts for him. So I like the under. I love Caleb Smith. I was going to say, too, the under in this game. 100% the under in this game. This is a 3-2 game written all right? over. <laughs> Doesn't it? Yeah. And, I mean, the over-under is set at seven and a half right now, and I think that'll oh. drop down to seven. So this has the same type of feel to me me as the Arizona and San Diego game last night as a low scoring game, maybe three, two, two, one. So I think the Tigers are going to struggle against Caleb Smith. And I think Turnbull will do enough to maybe limit the damage. Maybe he just continues this trend, allows two runs. And then we're on our way. We got Caleb Smith and all the strikeouts and we got the under and we hit. If you can uh, get that at seven and a half, that's a good get right now. I've already jumped on it this morning. Okay, yo, Before it gets to seven. <laughs> Early meanie gets the worm. There you go. All right. Uh, Eric Vitti against Zach Wheeler. Yeah, oh, here we you go. Nets, you sons of, oh, yeah. you know. All right, so here we go. 
Zach Wheeler's pitched pretty well. He's facing the Nats. He's at home. Theoretically, you should probably like the Zach Wheeler side of things, but it's the Mets, which means you should probably go in on the Nationals, and I'm just going to just sit and pout about I'm going to sit this one out. Yeah. I'm, I'm out. I'm, I'm, you know, it's like, you ever see that South Park episode? I'm a fan, but there's that one oh, where the, huge the, fan, the, the Lord of the Rings one where Token actually, you know, they sent Token in to watch the, uh, what they think is the Lord of the Rings, but it's that, it's that pornographic film and he comes out and he's like, I'm out. I I'm out. <laughs> I'm done. See ya. I don't, I don't care. Don't want to know. I'm out. No, That's I'm me. Out. Yeah. That's me. I'm Token and, from South Park on this And one. this is, and this is what I talked about off the top. So Zach Wheeler has faced Washington three times already, and all three starts have been brutal. The first, the first start of the so year. What does that mean? So everything's going to so be good. He's got to pitch a gem. <laughs> so yeah, his first start of the season, he has he goes five innings, he allows four runs, seven K, okay, five. And then this very next start against Washington again, he only goes four and two thirds. He, he gives up seven and runs. He walks seven, and then his very last start of the season came against Washington, 11 hits through six, gave up six earned runs, 6K. So a fourth time playing him, and he hasn't had a good outing against them yet. I mean, yeah, I don't know what to think, Joe. I mean, I would, I would assume that he would struggle against Washington yet again, but I wouldn't be surprised because he does have, obviously, great strikeout stuff. He keeps the ball on the ground. It wouldn't shock any of us if he had an outing that was phenomenal, like against Milwaukee. He goes into Milwaukee. He allows two runs over seven strikes out of ten. Like, that is a legit start. That's his upside. So I think he's a tournament play. If you're into playing a lot of tournaments, I think you can take a shot at him because even still, this Washington lineup underperforms. We thought that they would score some runs yesterday against mediocre pitching. They didn't. They got three runs. They still had a, a lot of strikeouts. So, I think that Wheeler could be a tournament play that maybe you'll just get potentially low on because at 9K, I mean, it's not like you're getting much of a discount on him. No, you're not. And I'm just running away. I just can't anymore. I don't blame you. The it's last not one last, of my top picks either. The last four days of Mets baseball has been enough to make me run away from anything involving any sort of investment in DFS with them or anything else. Clayton yeah. Kershaw is 9.8 on both sides. He's facing the opener and the Rays, and then, oh, who the hell knows what's going on? <laughs> but, you know, it's, but look, it's, it's, it's a spot where you're getting that Dodger lineup with a DH in it. Uh, you're getting Kershaw in a favorable pitcher ballpark with the roof closed. You know, obviously you get in the dome. So you're in a spot there where Verdugo is just 2.8. Corey Seager's three. If Beatty's in the lineup, he's 2-1. Kiki's going to be 2-8. Austin Barnes is 2-3. So there's a ton of cheap Dodger bats that you can get on the FanDuel side tonight. On the DK side, it's a little bit trickier. You got to pay a little bit more. They're all like in the mid to high three range. And of course, Bellinger is through the roof as always. Yeah. Uh, but like there's some decent values there. Like Turner 4.2 is a good return on investment for Dugos at 3.9. So there's some bats in there too. But Clayton Kershaw, I think, is, you know, you got Kershaw and Verlander on the slate today. Those are the big name guys. Kershaw on the road. You got Verlander at home against the White Sox. Verlander's probably earmarked for the bigger game. But I'll tell you what, man, I don't know if he's going to be that transcendent that it's going to take me $2,000 more or $1,000 more to own him. Right. Yeah. I would actually rather spend down on Kershaw. He's my yeah, favorite pitcher on the board today. I mean, the Rays have a 30% strikeout rate against left-handed pitchers. It's the highest mark in baseball. They rank near the bottom in Woba against lefties. They've just been a much better team against right-handed pitchers pitching this season. So I like the Dodgers. I'm going to like them on the money line. I like Kershaw. And you're right about some of those bats you just mentioned. I mean, Corey Seager at 3-6 is, is the one that stands out to me on DraftKings. And, and Vertigo, is he's been, he's been pretty good lately. I mean, he's earned himself an everyday role in that line up now and i mean he deserves it 
All right, let's go to Milwaukee where there's sure to be some offense because wherever Christian Yelich is in Milwaukee, there is some offense. Uh, he's only he's only four – I know I say only, but I thought he would be more expensive. He's four seven on FanDuel. I thought he would be higher. He should be. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, I kind of feel like they're begging you to get involved in Yelich tonight. And I, know it's, uh, and I know it's against Sonny Gray. So you got Sonny Gray and Gio Gonzalez. And Sonny Gray has overall been decent. They, you got a huge discount on him, which I think is going to make him a really – like a, a tournament darling tonight. People are going to try to make this work, but I think it's a trap personally. It's a trap for sure. It's a huge trap. This pricing is six, seven on FanDuel for him. Uh, six, seven on why God, the, the pricing the same on both. Of, that's uh, no. FanDuel's very, like just snoozing and, and maybe we'll just take a couple prices from DK. It's like, what, what is the pricing? I don't know, man. I'm so hungover from last night. Just copy whatever is on DK, bro. Just copy him over, man. I'm so high right now. Willie Calhoun, make him free. Dude, I'm still free. drunk from last night, dude. Just whatever. Just take this. What was it? 6.4. That's fine. 6.4. Just make it 6.4. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's crazy. And then you got, look, in this one, Senzel, Suarez, Puig. Those guys are very user-friendly, I think, still, if you want to stack up. Jesse Winker has been tanking. But you know who has been uh, hitting the ball pretty well right now? Enormous discount is Jose Peraza. Jose Peraza, 2.2, at a dinger the other day. Uh, this is a guy that I think, you know, when you're talking about lineup builders, when you're trying to get the big pitchers like Kershaw or Verlander in your lineup, there you go. There's a free square there with Jose Peraza, and I think he can do enough against Gio. And on the other side, too, it's basically whether or not to yell at you or not. On DraftKings, it's, I mean, 5.8. You have to, like, sell your firstborn child to get that and make that really work, or you're going to have to go in on something wacky. Um, so I don't know if that's a really responsible play, but to me, it's, I prefer the red side of this game than Milwaukee personally. Yeah. I'm not because you, I agree. And I know why you're saying that it's because you get that discount on these reds bats. I yeah. Mean, I mean, the only discounted guys you get here at two, four, but I don't love the discount of Jesus Aguilar. I don't, I'm not loving the Ryan Braun. I like Kane and Yelich. You put those guys together. I'm happy with those two at the top, mm-hmm. but I just feel like eventually they just kind of do enough because that. That, that ballpark, I mean, it's just been money for them, man. They just somehow find a way to just put up huge, huge numbers in that lineup, in that yeah. uh, ballpark. Oh, they really do. And, yeah, I mean, Sonny Gray hasn't been – I mean, he's been really good. But, again, I mean, he's been he's been a little bit lucky so far this season. And then the home runs are starting to come. He's allowed three in his last two starts. So, this is going to be going to be a tough outing for him. And Suarez is somebody I think we always mention when facing a lefty. I mean, he's just – he's been smashing lefties for a couple of years now, and he's hes off to a pretty good start after what was a really slow beginning for him. Uh, so I like Suarez a lot, and I can get on some of those Reds bats too. I mean, Joey Votto's been very disappointing. I know it's a lefty-lefty matchup, but if you play multiple lineups in tournaments, it's a stack that you can afford, and I wouldn't be surprised if they get four or five runs. All right, so Verlander is 12K on FanDuel. Yikes. And uh, he is 11-3 on the DraftKings side. Obviously – uh, looking at the FanDuel lineup there, you got Brantley, Correa right around four, Bregman at around 4.3, so a, a little bit more affordable there, whereas they jump up astronomically. Everybody's in the fives. Bregman, 5'4", five, Brantley, 5, Correa, 5. So, again, this is a tale of two sites. A little difficult to go in the Houston route against Covey on DK. A lot easier on FanDuel if you want to just stack Astros and Verlander. I mean, that's probably an easy cash game tonight. It's it's doable, but you're going to have to have guys like Peraza in there too, some yeah. responsible punt guys that are around 2.2, 2.4 to really kind of squeeze in there to – you know, to kind of make things work a little bit. Anything else to add on this one? Because I feel like that's kind of it. I mean, that's I'm not it. looking for anything on the White Sox side. 
No, no, no. And if if Springer, the only thing I'll say is if Springer sits like he did yesterday, I mean, Reddick moved up to the leadoff spot. There's some good value for him on Fanduel. If I mean, obviously he gets a boost if that happens. But um, what I noticed yesterday when you know Springer was out of this lineup. I still took the Astros by two, and I think you can take them by two again to get some value. But I took the under. I didn't think that they would score a lot of runs, and I don't expect the White Sox to score a lot of runs against this Houston team. So um, it may seem pretty scary to go under like nine and a half with Houston because you know that they can score ten runs pretty easily. But that's that's where I'm leaning right now. If no All Springer right. for sure. Yeah, I, I agree. Homer Bailey, Michael Waka. Does Waka have any appeal here at home against the Royals without a DH? You, you feeling this one at all? Oh, I mean, I, Delonte Sarap really likes him. He's yeah, one of their, their, their I was going to say Delonte Sarap likes it a lot, and I, I can understand why. I, I, I think it's a strong case. I really do. He's just six. You know, I talk about like those cheap guys. He's just six point six on on DraftKings. That's I mean, that's really cheap, and that will allow you to do a lot of things. Yeah, I I can't get behind this, and the reason for is is all, we know that he has strikeout potential. It's it's the walks that are killing him, but. The, the Royals lineup is not, is not great. It's not phenomenal. Plus, you know that St. Louis is going to be able to get some runs against Homer Bailey. So you also have that chance for, hey, if Walker can go five or six, get that win, and then I'm really loving it. Then you can really afford to, to spend up on you want to go with the Red Sox. You want to get some Colorado bats in there. You want to get some Astros we just talked about, Milwaukee, Yelich. That will allow you. You want to have Yelich? Play Michael Walker. Yeah, all right. Acuna is riding high right now. Another guy who had two home runs yesterday. Uh, Julio Tehran, Sean Anderson in this one. Uh, this is a 9.45 start, East Coast time. And look, it's, I'm not a big Tehran guy. I, I, it's not a big investment for me. But offensively, Acuna, Swanson, Freeman, you go with those top three guys and I think do very well tonight. Again, FanDuel, cheaper. You got 4-1-3-4-4-4. More reasonable pricing. Uh, on the DraftKings side, Acuna's 4-8, Freeman's 5-1, so it's probably less of a play there. But, you know, you, it really depends on what your approach is tonight on pitching. But like you're saying, on, on the two-pitcher site, especially with that, that incredible discount you're getting on Walk at 6-6, it's hard not to want to pair him with a Verlander or a Kershaw and even play tournaments that way because I feel like you're basically – you could go with, like, the Marquez – two middle guys like a Marquez and Erod or – you can go with the sure thing and the it seems pretty good thing. And I think I want the sure thing and the seems pretty good thing tonight. Yeah, I want that as well. Um, I'm with you, Tehran. It's it's really tough to get behind him. But I like the Braves. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to you know hammer them all week. I mean, minus 109 on the road against San Fran. I think it's a good investment. All right. And then you've got Michael Pineda against Trevor Cahill. I'll take the angel side of this game. I want Otani. And uh, that's pretty much what I want. <laughs> I mean, it's just – it's tough. But, I mean – Michael Pineda, to me, I'm still just not afraid of him. I always find him to be hittable. Uh, I love the Twins lineup and all. It's What's the over here? Let's see. Uh, we got um, – I think we got nine and – yeah, we got nine and a half here for the nine over. You know, I was really looking into the Angels yesterday, and, and they, you were on Jake Odorizzi as, as somebody who you can get behind, and that worked out well. But for, for the Angels, um, heading into last night against right-handed pitching, we know how much they've struggled against lefties, so, I mean, at least they can hit righties. I mean, number one in average, number one in on-base percentage, fourth in WOBA, second in WRC+, plus, fourth in OPS, the second highest hard hit percentage and the fewest strikeouts in all of baseball against right-handed pitching. So this is a team that actually has success that kind of fly under the radar against righties because they only have really Mike Trout, but there's some guys in that lineup like Cole Calhoun can hit righties. He's hitting them well this season. Otani, you mentioned, let's tell off the top of the order. And we all know about Trout. So it could be a sneaky little under the radar stack potentially. I mean, their 4.9 team implied total is, is the fourth highest on the board. So something to think about. All right. After they, 
basically did nothing last night is Arizona a little bounce back stack tonight too because you got Granky going up there. He's 11K on FanDuel, but you got a little bit of a discount on DraftKings, 10.2. is a little cheaper there. Is there some appeal there in the, the decent ballpark against the Padres lineup there where you think Arizona kind of bounces back after a rough one last night? For sure, yeah. I think, you know, we were, as much as we didn't get the Weaver win, I mean, he just got out-dueled by Paddock. I mean, it's still, it was still a good spot for him, and it's a good spot for Granke in, air, in um, San Diego against a team that strikes out a ton. I mean, their strikeout percentage is the highest in baseball, 27.5%. So I think Granke, I, I wish he was a little bit cheaper, but I, I think maybe that will keep people off of him. So if you're going to pivot off the top or you're going to play a late slate, the late slate, Greg, you're probably pretty chalky, but even still, I think it's a good spot for him. And we've been all over this, you especially. The Diamondbacks hit lefties well. I don't know if Flores is going to get in the lineup, but Marte, Jones has hit them well this year. Escobar is expensive. These guys, they've just smashed lefties all year and good ones too. Yeah, there's a lot of opportunity tonight. We talked about the Colorado Rockies. We talked about the Diamondbacks. Those are some really good return on investments, I think, in terms of some stacks tonight. We've gone through the pitchers there. We're both okay. Uh, going with Michael Waka as a pairing pitcher, especially with one of the bigger guys like Kershaw or Verlander. We prefer Kershaw to Verlander tonight because of the cost. Uh, we're both big on Caleb Smith, too, single pitcher against Detroit. We're in on that. And, uh, you know, it's, I think Quintana's another one of those oppo ones. It's just a weird one tonight. So that brings us to money time. So oh, it's time baby. to call the shot. I'm going to go with – I'm going to go in Milwaukee, but I'm not going to go Yelich because that's just too darn easy. How about Eugenio Suarez? Yes, love that call. Against Gio Gonzalez in Milwaukee, going yard. So, Mr. Suarez, I, I, I tip my hat to you. You're my guy. How about you here, Chris? Where are you going yard with tonight? I, I just have to make sure I write that down so uh, <laughs> I can get in on that prop. Well, you know, six of eight, you know. It's like the yeah. legend grows. It continues. And, How about and that you? would be, you know, when you go Yelich, that'd be when the streak ends. Um, oh, yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. I'd go with the chalkiest of the chalk, Yelich in Milwaukee, or the, you know, yeah. against the righty. Nope, not going to do it. Not going to do it. Not going to play it safe. Didn't play it safe <laughs> with Rendon yesterday. Not playing it safe today. So let's go. Where you got? I'm, I'm going to go – I'm going to head over to St. Louis. I keep an eye on this game for, for weather right now. But we got the wind blowing out 15 miles per hour out to left. Homer Bailey on the hills. So I am going to side with Marcelo Zuna tonight. I think That's a good scared. one. I like that. Very good. All right. So – uh, from a betting standpoint, anything else you want to hammer home before we head out? Um, yeah, just go, to go over it pretty quickly, I like the Red Sox on the road. Miami-Detroit under 7.5. I like the Dodgers on the road. I like the Twins on the road. Um, St. Louis, Atlanta, and then I'm going to take Arizona. They're the dogs. They're plus 100. They're not favored to win this game. I think they get it done. All right, there you have it. So you can follow us on the Twitter machine at LineStar app, at JoePizzaPia17, and at Chris Meany. There's only one thing left to do. And that step out of the on-deck circle and into the batter's box and go yard. We'll see you next time, kids. You've been listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy baseball experts Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meaney.